We're continuing our content organization discussion and really diving deep into your options for systems with systems expert Janice Cook today. Janice is a TPT seller turned systems expert who helps make systems tidy so the work week is peaceful and productive. She's passionate about helping TPTers spend their time on the tasks they love because she believes that's a key factor in the creation of high quality resources that make an impact for teachers and students. She lives in Connecticut with her husband and her two school-aged daughters, and she started her TPT store back in 2017, as well as spent 12 years teaching in person and then another three years teaching online. Her true passion, however, is supporting other TPT sellers, and that's where she focuses her time nowadays. This is really a must-listen conversation to kick off your new year. So teacher authors, go ahead and reheat that cup of coffee because I'm your host, Cassandra Foster, and we're about to get schooled in socials. Welcome back to Schooled in Socials. I am so excited for the new year, and you know that we are all about getting you organized for 2024 so that you can rock your content. And so today I have with me the lovely Janice Cook. She is an amazing systems expert, and we're going to talk about all things content organization today. So Janice, for those listeners who don't know you, can you give us a little bit of a background of who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Thanks for having me today. Systems are my favorite thing to chat about. I love to jump behind the scenes of TPT businesses and help them make systems that make them run efficiently so that CEOs can spend their CEO time doing the tasks they love and still make their goals because that's why we're all here. We all have big dreams and big goals and targets to hit. And systems are the ways we make it happen. Running your business should be fun. And we all have tasks that we love to do and a task that we don't love to do. And whenever we identify these sticky tasks that are taking us too long, we have to figure out why. And it's usually just because our system stinks. Mm-hmm. Very true. I have I have learned that from you firsthand. <laughs> All right. I talked a little bit about this in my last episode, but since you are the systems expert, I want to know... Why is a content organization system so important for your teacher business? Ah, so there are two big reasons. And one of them is data. It drives me crazy when I see people pumping out all new content all the time and reinventing the world. Not only is it not a good use of your time, it's not a good use of your creative energy, which is so limited. And it's probably not what your audience actually needs. So when we look at our data, we know in our products that, you know, 20% of our products make 80% of the money. And I think we forget that our content's the same way. So does our audience need to see all new, fresh content all the time? No, they probably need to see that top performing content again, either straight up posted again or remixed into a different time. So you took a reel that went really well and you turned it into a carousel. You had a static post people loved, so you remixed it as a reel. That's the message that resonated last time. That's the message your audience loved and shared and it converted. So you're doing yourself a disservice in all areas when you don't have your content organized because you end up posting something brand new when that's not even what your audience needs. Right. If you don't have a way to organize and keep track of your content, you're never going to know what you should repurpose and repurposing is the name of the game. All of you who are listening, you know that that is a big thing. We are about working smarter and not harder. And you can't repurpose your content if you can't find it. And you can't repurpose top performing content if you don't know what your top performing content is. It's all related to data. There are so many people out there creating fresh new content week after week after week. And it makes me sad. Mm -hmm. Um, so the other one is related to that. Other than data, it comes down to time is money. And I just want to make sure that we're being clear that we're talking about big teams, big businesses that have team members. And we're also talking to the solopreneurs out there. So your CEO time is worthwhile because you could be either creating new social media content or creating the next best selling product in your store. And we don't want you spending time on marketing content that people are going to see for a short amount of time 
that wasn't even aligned to your goals and wasn't what they told you they wanted when you could be creating a big solution for tired teachers. And if you're paying a team member, it's almost more important to have your systems locked and loaded. If I'm paying someone to remix content from my Instagram feed from last year, I better have a system for them to pick out the high-performing content that actually relates to what I know my audience wants. And I better not be paying them hourly to search for images or try to screenshot them and cut out the graphics and make it work and resize it and rethink a caption. That time clock is ticking on those team members. And sometimes once we take something off our desk, we forget that we're paying that person hourly. And so you have to have that system really dialed in so that that support team member that's doing it for you can get in and out and create strategic content that actually represents action towards your goals and that they can get in and out as fast as possible so it doesn't cost you a fortune and so that they have hours left to support you in other ways. Yeah, definitely. Having a content organization system is opening the door to be able to create really strategic content that is going to give you more ROI in the long run. So having this system is going to save you time and make you more money in the long run than just kind of running around and trying to put things together here and there just to get something out the door. I love it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you create systems for people. How do you go about creating content organization systems that work for them? I wish I had one cookie cutter template that worked for everyone, but I'm not a cookie cutter kind of service provider. Mm -hmm. I really like to listen to how someone's brain works as a CEO and what their goals are. I know we just talked about that, but so many people are like, I want to post four times a week because, because someone told me to. And that is my goal. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I'm a listener of this podcast. So we we know that that's not the question we lead with. We need to know which phase they are in their marketing. Are we trying to get new people in our community? Are we trying to make sure people know what our brand is about? Are we trying to straight up convert them into sales? And all of those phases are important. And we have to know... What is their goal for their February content? What are we anticipating people buy from us in February? What's the one action we want our audience to take in February? And we have to be able to answer those questions before we can make a system and then a plan. And so it seems like it's the long route there, but it's the only way to come up with a system that works is to do our due diligence and ask those questions Because I could make the prettiest system in the world, and it doesn't matter if it doesn't work for your brain, you're not going to use it, and you're not going to see ROI. So I just that's just a plug for non-cookie cutter systems. We have to take the time to figure out why people are showing up on social media in the first place Mm -hmm. and do the time to figure out what their goals are. They need a locked and loaded social media strategy. And their capacity. like. Even though the Instagram gurus are telling you to post seven days a week, like, is that actually sustainable and realistic for you? The other thing about capacity is that we don't have to be apologetic about our CEO capacity because I have a capacity as a content consumer on Instagram too. Even the people who I absolutely adore and love all of their content, I don't have capacity to listen to their content seven days a week either. So I don't know that we're always doing people favors when we post seven days a week or these crazy gurus that are like three reels a day. Like, (laughs) I don't want to watch three reels a day from anyone. I want variety. I want to get through all of the people I want to check in with. I don't have endless hours to consume content either. So I don't know that we're always doing people favors when we get on this more, more, more rabbit hole. But absolutely, keeping marketing tasks in a box is one of the first things I do for people when I build them systems and we look at their capacity because I think marketing is the slippery slope in teacher business where we feel like we could spend our whole week making blog posts, taking pictures, making more pins and more social media stuff. It's like these things are important, but proportionally in the pie. Let's not have them become our entire job. Let's not have them take up 
four out of every five days in our week should not be going to marketing for most people in where they're at and their business goals. Right. And not fun usually for teachers in this space, right? Because you got into this business to create resources to help other teachers. And that's probably where your passion lies. Your passion does not lie in creating social media content every day of your life. Right. So I want that CEO back behind their desk, creating resources as fast as possible too. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's about what's the right Instagram strategy for you to get your content out to your people because marketing is important, but you also have to put limits on. You're like, some of my clients observe marketing Monday. And it's like, we look at how many hours they have to work on Monday and we choose the most strategic way to spend that marketing time. But it's like when Monday has come and gone, whatever didn't get done, you don't get to touch till next Monday because Tuesday has another job and Wednesday has another job and we're not starting the week. We're not letting it creep out of its container. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned capacity because that's something I'm really passionate about. Ever feel like you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall when creating your content to market your teacher biz on Instagram? Tired of coming up with more and more content ideas, but feeling like you're never seeing any benefits? Think Instagram just doesn't work for your business? Let me let you in on a little secret. You don't have to feel that way anymore. You can stop throwing spaghetti at the wall and create strategic content. You can create content that helps you reach those big business goals. And you can say with confidence that Instagram does work for your business. All you need to do, analyze your Instagram data. Don't know how? Not sure where to start? That's where my brand new course, Post and Profit, comes in. You'll learn how to find and understand the analytics Instagram provides for your posts and page, quick data solutions to bypass those most irritating pain points of using social media to market your teacher biz, what data is most important for your business, not anyone else's, and how to bring all those numbers together to create a strategic content plan that will finally help you reach those big business goals. It's time to go from feeling like a ball in tall grass, lost when it comes to marketing your teacher business on Instagram, to feeling confident about exactly the next step you need to take in order to make all of your marketing efforts worth it. Be the first to know when the doors open to the course by signing up for the waitlist in the show notes below. 2024 is about to be the year that you finally feel confident marketing on Instagram. Awesome. Okay. So now let's chat about all the ways that we can approach content organization and (laughs) different platforms that we can use in order to get that done. (laughs) You and I have some spicy hot takes on this topic. So we're really glad that we are sharing them today. There are so many different ways that we have seen people try to manage social media content and there's no one winner, but we definitely have some faves too. For sure. Okay. So I think we have six that we're going to chat about today, right? Yes. Okay. So number one, how are we feeling about these magic software tools that charge you a million dollars and you add in all your content and then they rotate it for you? Well, super easy for you, right? You pay your dollar bills and it's done. So that's a pro for you. A con is that you have no idea what is performing well for your audience. So you are missing out on creating more content like that or reusing the content that was the best performing to get the results you want to reach your goals. And so you are potentially rotating through some content in there that doesn't resonate with your audience and you keep showing it to them. And so you kind of run the risk there, right? If you stop resonating with your audience, they might not be your audience anymore. And so at first, it seems like a really great idea, I think. And for someone who is like super strapped for time and social media isn't like one of your huge goals, maybe you have a huge 
marketing platform somewhere else. Maybe your blogs are bringing in like a zillion dollars and that is great. And you're throwing all of your marketing heart and soul into that, but you still want to have a presence. Yeah, you definitely could use that, but you just have to understand that you might be missing out on some really big opportunities because it is automated and it doesn't allow you to see what is working well for your audience. Yeah. And if 20% of your content is bringing in 80% of the results, then paying a robot to rotate all of your content, like I don't like the odds on that because most of what this software is pumping out for you is the wrong the right. wrong stuff. Right. And I, I think it's dangerous when people play set it and forget it because they usually don't go back and look at that data. Mm-hmm. They just know that they checked the box, right? They showed up X times a week or they made more content And so now it can be posted more often because it's being posted for you. And that's not always what your audience actually needs. So there are set it and forget it, rotate uh, machines out there. We love them for the situations they're built for, but I definitely don't want that to be a long-term plan for anyone on social media. Yes, this is a short-term get through what you need to get through. Everything else is on fire, but I still want to like have people know that I'm here um, sort of situation. Yeah, like if I was coming into a business because um, someone just got sick and they were going to be out on leave for a little while and a family member brought me in just to make their store continue printing money, absolutely. We might try to identify what the top performing content is, throw it in a little rotator and buy ourselves some time. Right, right. Check back in in three months when less of the business is on fire. Uh, absolutely, there's a time and a place. Um, and organization-wise, did you win? No. It's like um, it's like a gumball machine. You toss all the content in the top, and it's all in there safely, but it's not searchable. You can't find it. You can't look at the data. We can't really count that as a content organization plan. Right. Okay. So not even naming them because they're not my favorite. Um, number two is how are we feeling about paper? When do you feel like paper saves the day? I think paper is a very valid, like planning and organizational tool when you are looking at a big time span, like a whole year or a whole quarter, and you're trying to map out your strategy for that longer time span. And so when you're trying to figure out like what phase of marketing should I be in in January? Like, am I looking to bring more people into my community? Am I looking for more people to know how I help them? So am I going to spend January doing like brand awareness and then like looking at that calendar and say, okay, like the first three weeks of January, I'm really going to focus on brand awareness. So I'm going to make sure I create, you know, X number of carousels and X number of reels. So they get a big reach and I can bring more people into my community. And then, you know, in the last week, I'm going to change and I'm really going to sell this like new resource that is hot off the press. Um, and so being able to like lay that out, I think on a paper calendar and see how it works all together is very valid. The part of a paper planning organization system is that it doesn't account for all of those digital pieces that you need to have on hand. And so you basically have to have two systems if you're going to go the paper route, which is absolutely fine. Some people, some people thrive that way. Um, So you just have to know, like if you're planning pen and paper somewhere in your life, whether it be on Google or Dropbox or something, you need to house all of those things like your graphics and your product photography and links to your resources and links to your blog posts that you're going to repurpose. And so you need to have that living somewhere in the digital world because you're going to need to access it digitally to post it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I know in my life, I have a lot of blank, undated monthly planning pads, weekly planning pads, daily plan on my desk, because sometimes it's the fastest way for me Mm -hmm. to keep up with my brain that feels like it moves faster than I can write. Um, So sometimes I use highlighters and a paper planning tool. So I'll plan out like educational or relatable or whatever types of content in different highlighters. And I'll mark off on the calendar, kind of planning out those spots and those content pillars. 
And then I can go back and cycle through and add the ideas and map it out. And sometimes that's faster for me. I also know that sometimes people will brain dump their topics on small post-it notes and Mm -hmm. just have like a brain dump of topics. And then they'll lay out some blank whiteboard calendars or some blank paper calendars and start popping the topics in the order that makes sense. And so that can be the fastest way to get all of their brilliant ideas on paper Mm -hmm. and out of their brain. But um, people who plan that way, yeah, usually what happens next is they literally snap a picture of it and then they send it to a team member like me and we put it into a digital planning tool because it, it can't, It can't go across the finish line from paper. For most people, planning the content and posting the content are different people, right? Totally Mm -hmm. different parts of their brains, totally different days. And so the more beautiful a plan I make on paper, the less of a chance is that the world ever sees it. So you have to know the limits of paper and when to stop it and pass it off to someone to have it become a reality or when to transfer it into the digital tool so it grows across the finish line. So yeah, I lean on digital planning tools a lot because a lot of what we do in online business is a link to this and a Mm -hmm. link to that and things that are just going to be so much slower if you don't get into digital world eventually. Right. But I can map out three months of content way faster on an undated planning pad then I can, if I'm thinking, where should I click and where should I put that? Sometimes paper is still the way to go for brain dumping and brainstorming. And so don't fight against that. Don't think like, if I work with someone who loves Asana or Airtable or later, they're going to make me be 100% in there. We're going to see a planning pad on my desk all the time. You're going to see plenty of paper on my digital desk. Yes. And even as like a social media manager, when I get in to plan someone's content for the quarter or for the month, again, I have a notebook beside me. And most of the time I sketch some things out there to make sure that we are meeting the goals that we want to meet and things are cohesive. And then I throw everything in there as well. So again, even though Janice and I really live in the digital world, paper can have its place. It's just making sure to take it that next step. Because if you don't, then you've kind of wasted your time, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it got some cobwebs out of your brain, but at the end, like, did you show up three times a week on Instagram? Probably not. You probably just have this beautiful calendar on your desk. (laughs) All right. Number three, I feel is really important to talk about Google Sheets. Yes. When do you see people using Google Sheets really successfully? Um. I have heard from a lot of teacherpreneurs that they plan their content in Google Sheets. I recently did a poll and a lot of people came back to me and said, my content lives in Google Sheets. Um, And I think when it comes to the text-based piece of your content, like writing your captions and your hashtags and like maybe even your links too, Google Sheets is a valid way to kind of organize that piece of it. But I think one really big piece of the puzzle that's missing with Google Sheets is your image or your video. You can't see the whole piece of content together in one spot. So you need to have like a Google Sheet that holds all of like your text space, like captions and links and things like that for your content. And you need a spot like a folder or the Dropbox to hold the actual graphics and photos that you're going to put out for your posts. Um, And so sometimes that can get sticky because you're running two systems at the same time. Um, But lots of people do it. Yeah. And um, there are obviously things that look just like Google Sheets, but you can drop images in. That's one of the reasons we love Airtable, which we'll talk about later. But You can make a Google Sheet behave a lot like that if you leverage links for your images. So Mm -hmm. if you don't need to look at the image to see the big picture, if you just need to look at the image to write the words for the content, then that can work okay. And then somebody else grabs the image and downloads it later when they schedule it for you. 
Um, I would say there are some audiences where captions are a really big deal. And maybe they come to your account for your educational information in the caption. They come to your account for your storytelling. They come to your account to really have those words-based conversations. There are some audiences where the caption is a really big deal. And so getting the captions out without the visual clutter in Google Sheets is really helpful for some people. And storing a bank of captions that they can then go through and remix later is really helpful for people too. So if words are really important for your audience, I think Google Sheets can work really well as you Mm -hmm. use Dropbox links, Google Drive links to get the images. If seeing the image is going to be distracting as you write the words and cause you visual clutter, then Google Sheets can be a really good solution for you. And it's free. So I don't think... You know, I don't think we should discount how important it is to reach for tools that meet the stage of budget that we're in right now. Yes. So there are a lot of people using Google Sheets in a really um, a really savvy way, and they mm-hmm. have really customized it so that it almost doesn't look like Google Sheets anymore. Right. Yeah. There are definitely people doing big things in Google Sheets, and I love peeking inside their systems because it's not the first one I think of, but there are a lot of right. big name social media managers Doing all the things. Living their lives out of Google Sheets, for sure. All right, number four. um, Kind of the opposite of this would be later. Mm -hmm. And we could talk about all schedulers, but let's talk about later instead. When do you see people reaching for later for content organization? I think later I see people and clients reaching for that for content organization when they have a ton of stuff already made. Um, So someone who has like a ton of product photography, people who have already had graphics created for them in the past. And so they want to pull all of that stuff into there and then plan it out from there. So I think that works really well in that sense, because in later, you can pull all of that content in and you can see all of that content and you can see the calendar at the same time. And so you can know that like, hey, I want to talk about, you know, the first week of January, I want to talk about the science of reading or whatever topic you're going to talk about. And you can scroll through and you can find the images that go along with that topic fairly easily and plan out your content that way because you can see both at the same time. Where it can become a little more time consuming is you can't, once you place that image on the calendar, you then have to open that image up. Then you have to write your caption and your hashtags in there and put everything in and you close it out. And so you're left with a visual planner at the end of it. And that works really well for some people um, because you just see, like if you just want that visual and you don't want the words, kind of the opposite of Google Sheets basically, right? right? If you would rather not have all those words as visual clutter, that is a great option for you because you can just see like a whole month worth of your posts and the visuals of those posts in one snapshot. For me, that's a little harder because I like to see it all just personally. So if you're someone who likes to be able to sit down and look at it and see the image and the caption and the hashtags and the links, that's not really going to do it for you unless you open up every single It's a lot of clicks. It's a lot of clicks. Yeah. Yes. So I think if your brand If it's really important to have the grid balanced a certain way and you really, the visuals are what are making the actions happen for your audience, then later might be the right tool for you. Kind of like if visuals were the distraction in Google Sheets and Mm -hmm. your, your audience really needed your captions to be on point, then like you do you in Google Sheets. But if it's really the grid layout and how you space pictures of your face, pictures of your resources versus educational graphics, the balance of graphics, pictures, personal content, if you really need to keep a pulse on that, then the visual layout of later is really important. If you were a graphic designer and you really needed it to flow well with the colors because people were judging you on that, if you were a wedding photographer, you know, the the grid matters. And so later is really helpful for that. And I also think that later makes it really easy that if you're taking product photos, you can, you have them on your phone and you can very easily dump them into later. Right. So you don't have to take those extra steps later. Someone says, 
I'd really love some new personal photos um, to mix into your social media. Do you have any fresh stuff you can send me? They can quickly open up their phone while they're like feeding a baby or like making, you know, waiting for water to boil while they make dinner. And they can easily open the later app and drag over from their camera roll a whole bunch of fresh things. And that's all they have to do as the CEO and their social media team member is like, oh my God, that is unbelievably helpful. I will use these in so many ways. So the later app is really, really helpful because most of us are capturing those pictures on our phone and getting them into Google Sheets, getting them into Dropbox, getting them into any of these other places is a pain point. So Mm -hmm. sometimes um, later can work really well for getting photos off your phone and out on social media yeah, and creating that bank that team members can use on your behalf and Mm -hmm. use for you. I 100%, my clients that use later, I 100% do the scenario you just asked for. I'm like, I need more of X, Y, and Z. And they just like pop it in there. And then I go in each month and I'm happy because there's more of it right there for me to pull in and play. And it's easy for them. They're not like, oh, I wonder where all those things are. No, they're on their camera roll. They're on their phone. right, Right. Yeah, They're on their phone. For sure. And I have another copy of this where you had this background. It looked like you were in this place. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly when that was. And I'll just search for it on my phone. Yeah. And then they dump it into later and you don't need to bug them again. Nope. So yeah, later later has a lot going for it. Um, But yeah, as the team member, there's a lot of clicks in later. But yes. sometimes it's worth it to get to the destination, especially if your brand, if that visual layout and seeing the grid um, is really important. And sometimes we need that checks and balances to make sure we're not posting the same style of photo and the same right. kind of content over and over for our audience, because sometimes it's just hard to see how it's going to come out of the machine. Mm-hmm. We're planning it in advance. Yes. All right. Um, I feel like we're supposed to talk about Asana, right? We are definitely supposed to talk about Asana. Okay. So I use Asana a lot. Um, I first say, can I do this in Asana? And if there's a reason I can't, then I integrate in another tool. So a lot of my clients have their content organization system in Asana. And there's two ways that we usually do that. One of them is the board view, which is your left to right Kanban style, looks a lot like Trello. And the way I make a content bank for people in Asana is when we're focused on their content pillars. So I'll have a column that's like pictures of you. And we'll have them drop a whole bunch of pictures and then we'll rotate through them. We'll keep track of the last date we used them. We'll bank the caption we paired it with. And that makes it really easy to repurpose and remix and rotate. And to notice, like when I'm asking you for more pictures of yourself, it's because I've already used all of these a whole bunch of times according to my data. And I don't feel bad bugging them and asking. Um, It also gives them visibility on what their content pillars are. So if they're trying to pass me new assets, and it doesn't fit into one of their content buckets, it's then a really good conversation for us to have right? Uh, before it goes out in the wild, wild west of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, which one of our dialed-in goals does this picture support? Which, like, what, what is the purpose of this picture of your apple pie? Right. Why, why are we doing this? Which content pillar Mm-hmm. Does this fall into? And you could do the same thing with types of content. If you were doing educational and entertaining and relatable and informational, you could make buckets for those and start to see like you're really heavy on the educational content, but we haven't made any relatable content in a while. Can we do a little content planning session and fill up that part of the bank a little more? So some people for their goals, content pillars and dropping in those assets, even just like quarterly can be really helpful and make sure the content we're posting stays really focused. And then we can see the images really well in board view and we can hold the caption in there and the link and the CTA. Um, So that can be really helpful. And other people just need an idea to get started and they can map it out in calendar view. So the calendar view in Asana is not going to show the image like it does in later, but some people just need They just need the strategy mapped out on a calendar. They need you to say, we're going to post three times a week and it's going to be on these days and it's going to be this type of content for this purpose and this goal. So after we go through their data, we can map out their actual plan. And I can't tell you how many teacher business owners, that's all they need. They just needed you to tell them on Friday morning to post 
um, a picture of something personal from their camera roll and write a caption that's a recap of like how they helped their teacher audience this week. And like, you know, recap their week of some some heartwarming moment or story or win or testimonial or anything with a relatable personal picture of them. And some people, if you just write that on their calendar on Friday, they can post on Instagram. Ta-da! They grab a pic and they don't need you. Um, and other people, they just need to see what you're posting about as a team member and be able to be like, I I only want freebies on these days. I want three posts for paid products and one post for free, or I don't like that picture. I forgot to tell you, can you swap it out with this one instead? Sometimes people just need a higher level view and a basic look at the plan. And if I sketch out ideas, maybe the CEO can take it across the finish line. Or if the CEO sketches out their ideas from the data, maybe then I can go dig for photos and spend the brain drain energy coming up with a caption for them. Or maybe they want to create all the content, but going into scheduling is not going to happen. And they're not going to log into Instagram and post it. And maybe I can get it across the finish line. So the calendar in Asana can just be the right level of support if we can actually identify why someone isn't posting or why they're not posting strategic content. If we can figure out what the one missing piece is, we can often just take care of it in an Asana calendar project. So I love Asana for the fact, like you were talking about, you can pretty much house everything in there. So you can have your caption, you can have your image, you can have your link in there. And I think there's really something to be said for having everything all in one place, one, as a time saver, and two, as a way to help you easily make strategic content because you can see the whole thing all at once, all together with the other pieces. And so I really love that. And I love that Asana isn't just for your content organization, right? So if you get into Asana, you can house almost everything for your business in there. And if you get Janice to build you a lovely system in Asana, you can definitely house all the things in your business in there. Like you can know what you need to be doing on every single day. You can have your goals in there. You can have important information and logins and everything in there. And you can have your content calendar in there. And so the fact that it can serve so many purposes in your business and you don't have to click out to something else is I think, a really important thing to highlight there. And I think the opportunity to have all the moving pieces of your business in one free tool is worth a shot in general, because there are so many times once we do the initial legwork of getting everything downloaded out of someone's CEO brain and into an Asana system, there's so much less communication back and forth after because like as a team member, I can just go dig and find what I need. I right. know that it's all in their CEO hub. I, if I need a password, I need a login. I need a different picture. I need a whatever. I don't have to stop and bother someone and they tell me where it is. I know it's in here. I'm just going to go dig for it. I'm going to use that search bar and be like, right, pictures of math stuff. And it'll bring me up like all the things that are about new pictures from this team member or other folks. And I can go find it myself. And when you can right. empower your team members inside a system that makes sense, um, it's crazy to me how robust the free version of Asana is. Yes. And yeah. it helps me as a if you're a solopreneur, just having all of your things in one place, oh my goodness, it helps me stop digging for things and limits the amount of Chrome tabs that I have open. Mm -hmm. It makes you so much more efficient, right? And we all know that our time is so limited. So anything that is going to help you be more efficient is a game changer. Yeah. And when we talk about time, I think we just need to also start adding into that conversation, your creative brain energy. Yeah. Because there are plenty of times that I have like an extra 45 minutes left in my day, but my brain is like, nope. Um, I do a mm -hmm. lot of really deep focused, high level strategy work. I love it. Uh, when I'm done, I'm so, I'm so done. <laughs> and so I don't want to waste any of my high-powered creative brain energy, fresh cup of coffee energy, looking for links, right. trying to find pictures, wondering, scrolling back to yes. last January to see what I used as a caption. I cannot spend my one beautiful life on this earth 
digging for things and scrolling. Because if I only got two or three hours of focused creative energy, oh my goodness, I can't waste it looking for things. I'll never get anything done. No, you don't. So it's not just about time. I think our CEO creativity is really important here too. For sure. So Janice um, loves Asana and builds Asana systems. And in my world, I really love Airtable. So I definitely want to make sure that we chat about Airtable. Things that I've talked about with Janice before that I think is really interesting is she and I envision a content calendar in a different way from each other. And you out there probably might envision a different way than we do. Um, But we've talked about before how Janice kind of likes that calendar view and it looks like a traditional calendar and you kind of go across the calendar and that's how you see how your content is organized. And for me, in my mind, a calendar is vertical and not horizontal. And so that's why I really love using Airtable because I can see it in the way that most jives with the way a calendar works in my mind. Um, And so in Airtable, what I do is when I set up a Airtable base to work out of for my clients is on the left side, go all of the dates for the month in that vertical fashion. And then I make columns for everything that we're going to need in order to create strategic content and we can house everything we need there together. And so I can have a column where we note what content pillar it's coming from. I can have a column where we know what media type it's going to be. Is it going to be a carousel? Is it going to be a reel? I can have a column that I can put that graphic, that photo, that reel in there. So it's right there together. I can put the captions and the hashtags. I can put the links. I can make a column where I can go back and record data points so that I know what worked well. And actually one thing I really like adding in is the goal of that piece of content. So I have a column where I'm like, what is the goal of this piece of content? What are we trying to get people to do? Are we trying to get them to comment? Are we trying to get them to go to our link in bio? Are we trying to get them to share it? And then I can easily go back in and see like, did that piece of content serve its purpose? I can throw in those data points there. And in my world, and especially for those of you who are working with a team, I can create a column where I can know like if something is in progress, I can know if something is complete, I can know if there is a note that I want one of my clients to see for that piece of content, they can do the same thing for me, we can know if it's been scheduled or posted. And so it really helps keep us organized with what has been created, what has gone out, and how that content is doing. Um, And Asana has this feature too, where you can tag people, right? So that is something I really like about Airtable and in Asana, because you can tag your team members in there if you want to flag something for them and you want them to come look at it. And it just kind of streamlines that communication around your content planning and creating process. For sure. And I think that Airtable can be really cool when two people are in play to Mm -hmm. communicate information really quickly because I have collaborated in a number of Airtable bases with you. And if I'm making content, it is so helpful for me to see what the big picture is for this piece of content and what the goal is. And if I know that this content is has a goal of being saved or shared and that it's supposed to be educational in focus, and that the reason you're posting it is because blah, blah, blah. I'm so much more excited to sit down and create whichever part of it is mine to create because I don't want to just make a carousel to make a carousel. I don't want to just choose a picture to check a box. That's just not Mm -hmm. how my brain, I don't enjoy that. I want to know your dreams and your goals and your strategy and the whole picture. And we can't hop on a Zoom and spend hours and talk about all of that with a couple of cute little drop-down columns. You can be like, this is why I need to post a carousel on the 6th. It's because I need my clients to take this action. And then I'm like, well, okay, it's on. Let's create a piece of content that does that. And the same goes with scheduling. If somebody's just taking your content across the finish line and scheduling it, or they're gathering data with you, it's so helpful to know, like, what's the big picture here? What does the spider web look like? What's the why? Why are we doing this? 
Mm-hmm. What is the goal? Because we're not just a content remixing machine. Right. Like, what's what's the goal here? What are we trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. It's so much more fun when your team is on the same page and all working towards a consistent goal and you get better creative content out of everyone in that right. way. And so whether it's a team member writing down the strategy and the plan and saying you need four educational posts and two carousels and one reel and one whatever, could be the team member provides the plan and then the person takes it across the finish line. Or it can be the reverse where the CEO mm-hmm. is mapping out the plan and then passing it to a team member and empowering them to dig through their content bank and their pictures and write their captions and all of that. Yeah. And that's why... This isn't a cookie cutter solution. That's why we do have to dive into all of the options because I hope in this episode, people are able to say, that sounds like me. That sounds like my business. That sounds like how my brain works. Um, I would hate that. That one is not for me. That sounds terrible. I would not log into that. I would lose Mm -hmm. that as soon as it was created and never log in again. And that's, I think, why we really want to share about the pros and cons of all of these, because I don't want to say this is the only way to do it. I really just want to make sure we're being intentional, looking at our data, looking at our goals, being realistic about how our brain works and what our capacity is, and thinking about If we can share some of the pros and cons we've seen in these different content organization systems, then I hope we're saving some people time and frustration from trying on a tool that never would have worked for them anyway, (laughs) because they heard someone in a Facebook group say that it changed their life. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yes. Because there's so, like we've already talked about, we're talking about just six today, but I mean, there are like so many options out there. And one thing I do want to mention about Airtable, um, just like Asana, is there is a paid version of Airtable, but even as a social media manager who runs several different accounts, I have never had to pay for the paid version of Airtable. You can completely run your content organization for yourself or with your team in Airtable without having to spend any dollar bills. And again, I think that's really important when we're thinking about where you are with your budget um, is that a free option can completely take you across the finish line. You can do all of those things. I will say that's always one of my concerns with Airtable is there's no like small cost plan. You're either on free or it's like what feels like a zillion dollars a month. Right. Um, my opinion. Um, so I get worried because file sizes like high quality product photos and all of these video assets we're creating. I love how easy it is to drag and drop them into an Airtable base, but I always get nervous. I'm like, I wonder how much space I have left. I wonder <laughs> how long this is a solution for. So I, I get nervous about that. That's just me personally. Um, mm-hmm. Asana doesn't have an overall storage limit. It has a storage limit per task. And like you said, I, I rarely hit it. The only time I hit it is if I'm trying to pass like an entire product file to another team member and it's Mm -hmm. obviously a giant zip file. And it's like, okay, that's fair. I shouldn't be passing it this way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just grab a Dropbox link. That's totally fair. But I've never had problems with passing like videos and carousels and all of that. Um, When we're talking about a content organization system and a big hub that can hold it all, it's good to know that Airtable, you think Airtable could hold like a whole 12 months of content before we get hit on storage limits? Um, Yeah, Airtable can definitely hold a whole 12 months of content. I've done it multiple times with clients that I've worked with for a while, and it can even hold over 12 months. Mm. Um, But just for organization for yourself, I would recommend like every year just starting a new base. So you have like your social media for 2023 and then creating a new base social media for 2024. Nothing says that you can't go back into social media for 2023, but it just makes it a little easier to navigate for you. Um, And I have never run in. I have had people where I primarily just like create reels for them Mm -hmm. and we've like stored all their content for the year in one Airtable base. So we're talking about those bigger video files and they're in there. I have people who, when I create content for them, they want me to be able to see the resource and they can drop their resource, that bigger file right in there. And I can pull it up and I can look at it. And still we're not like reaching that limit. 
That's so good to know because that's always one of the reasons I get a little scared about Airtable and myself mm-hmm. when I'm like, ah, should I start this project in Airtable? I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to get like <laughs> chapter four into it right. and have it be like, that will be $9 million. <laughs> right. And I think the thing is, the one thing I don't like about Airtable is I feel like they try to like scare you <laughs> into it a little bit with that mm-hmm. because sometimes on your base, it will be like, you're over your limit. Um, it still lets you work out of that base. Interesting. I have never had it stop me and say, now pay me your dollar bills. I have never had to put in my credit card information, any of that. Um, And the other thing too, I think the paid version of Airtable is more about being able to access the automations that come with Mm -hmm. Airtable because there are lots of different ways to use Airtable, but you can fully use Airtable as a content planning system without having any automations. I do a lot of color coding in Google Sheets and color coding with tags in Asana. And then I get a little bit spicy when I'm in Airtable. That color coding is kind of a paid feature because I'm like, goes it down. Like there are so many paid tools out here not charging me for color coding. And yeah, if I was maxing out like base syncing and automations in Airtable, then charge me for it. But if I just want to turn like cells different colors, like stop. (laughs) Well, there is is a level of color coding that you can use. Yeah. Like things in drop down menus, you can make everything a different color. But yeah, yeah, that that is an interesting thing is you can't change a cell. But for how color. clunky passing images is, when we're talking about something like Instagram that is so image and video heavy, mm-hmm. um, being able to drop an image right into Airtable is awesome. And not having to click to see it, being able mm-hmm. to scroll real quick and see the whole month at a time. Um, we talked about that visual grid idea over on later. Right. I think that Airtable is like your next best thing as far as that goes. because. Like if you have five branding colors and I want to rotate kind of seamlessly between them, I can see really quickly on the Airtable base that like we've done a lot of yellow, we've done a lot of blue, we haven't done green in a while. Okay, let's let's kind of make green the star color for mm-hmm. where we're headed in this one. Right. And I think um, I do want to mention like a lot of people think of Airtable as like on the desktop, which is where I usually um, use it as I'm planning content, but they have an amazing app that is really easy to navigate. So those things that are stuck on your phone, you can easily drop those in there. And when you go to post, you can open up that Airtable and you can download that piece of content. And it's really easy to get access to it and be able to have things both live on your desktop and in your phone for those content pieces. Yeah, that's definitely a a skill that I learned from you. I never would have gone into something like Airtable on mobile, but um, I do most of my work on desktop posting from Instagram. Like if you are just legit sharing something on your account, it is probably happening on your phone. Right. That doesn't mean there aren't other ways, you know, Meta Business Suite, we didn't even talk about today. There are certainly ways you can get images from your desktop and schedule them and do it that way. You could probably post straight. Like I use desktop Instagram for messenger a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you make a reel for me and I need to post it at three o'clock and it's stuck in Airtable, I have to get it to my phone somehow. So I guess I'm going to have to open up the Airtable app. So there are just times where we have to try these new skills. And I love partnering with other people who are like, you can do it that way, but there's a faster way. Mm -hmm. You can teach me all the faster ways. Um, I never would have gone into the Airtable app if you hadn't shown me how much faster it is to get content out of Airtable and onto the gram so that people can see it. Mm -hmm. And it was relatively easy, right? Oh, 100%. If it wasn't easy, you know, I would have pushed back. I would have been like, this is trash. I'm not doing this ever again. (laughs) It's literally click on the piece of content, click the little download arrow. Awesome. It's in your gallery on your phone, like double tap on the words for your caption, copy, throw it all into Instagram and there you go. Yeah. But I think when I see Airtable on desktop, it's so powerful and it's so, and I think like, this is never going to, this is never going to be something that's a good experience on my phone. Mm -hmm. But again, it comes back to like, what's your goal, right? Right. If my goal is to post at three o'clock this content piece that's already hanging out in this place, of course I want to pull it up on my phone. So I think when we just lead with, what are we trying to accomplish here? The system starts to unfold very quickly. But when we don't see a content organization piece in place, 
I think it's usually because we're not we're not leading with goals and we're not leading with data. Right. 100%. That's usually the story. Yes, for sure. Awesome. So I think that covers the six we want to talk about, right? Oh, that was such a fun, spicy conversation. That was. I love these are things I we chat that. about all the time in DMs. We talk about like, do you know about this planning tool? Yeah, I do, but I don't use it because, right? right. There are so many. If we're only talking about Asana and we're only talking about Airtable, it doesn't mean we haven't tried the other ones. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I love working with so many other business owners because I get to see how their brain works and they looked at the same sea of options and they were like, you know how I do it? It's weird, but I do it this way because. And I'm like, that's so exciting. Like, let's right. try it. Mm-hmm. Let's try it. And maybe there's part of it that we like. Maybe it's my new coolest thing and I never go in a sauna again. Like, I'm always open to that. Right. And like, I'm super interested now too. So all of you listening, definitely drop Janice and I a DM and let us know like what one of these Mm -hmm. options sounds most interesting to you or what one do you use and have a lot of success with? Or like, what one do you want to like try? Like, we would love to hear your opinions on this. Cause again, we're always looking for new ways to do things because like Janice said at the beginning, a content organization system is not a one size fits all, right? We have things that we love, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you and work for your business. So we are always open to hearing about what your plans look like and how it's working for you. Yeah. And if you can explain to me why this is the one we should use, I'll always say yes, right? Like my goals are X, my data tells me why, my brain has failed with the following things because... I think we should go in this direction. I'm like, let's do it. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's okay to overthink and do the due diligence about the system and really close your eyes and be like, do I actually see myself making this post go live? Like this beautiful piece of paper calendar on my desk, close my eyes. Is this ever going to make it to Instagram? Or is the real problem that I don't know where any of my pictures are? Like if I see this beautiful grid in later, am I actually going to bravely schedule it? Or do I need somebody else to push the button? Cause it's really like a mental game. Like right. we have to really close our eyes and say, does this content plan get all the way to the finish line? Do I think my people are going to like this content? Do I think they're going to click or save or comment? Do I have mm-hmm. reason to believe they're going to take the action I'm trying to achieve? And I don't think those are wasted moments in our business to be quiet and close our eyes and turn within and say, what was my goal? Did this get me there? Okay, I think this is my best shot. Let's try it. Yes, 100%. Ah, I hope everybody has such an organized year this year. Yes. That January has a way of having all this new year, new you energy, but sometimes Mm -hmm. we just don't know where to start. And if you were about to create an account in one of these tools and this conversation can help you get ahead of the car crash and be like, oh yeah, I don't think that would work for my brain. (laughs) Or maybe you started the year and you don't have a strategy yet and you haven't looked at your data. Tap the brakes, tap the brakes. Yes, 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 yes. Find a system. Okay, Janice, so you are an amazing systems expert. Where can people find you and how can you support them in their new organized 2024? Well, we talked a lot about Instagram today. I am on Instagram all the time. Mm -hmm. I am at teacher Janice VA. Um, And you can slide into my DMs and talk content organization, things that are frustrating you in business um, all the time. That is, that is, I love to wake up to full DMs like I did this morning. I love to talk about things that are going well in your business and celebrate them and also talk about things that are frustrating you so we can figure out how to get to the other side of it. So you can slide mm-hmm. in my DMs on Instagram anytime. I am always there. And then on my website, you can see um, any service openings that I have to come in and clean up systems for systems, um, l- largely working inside Asana, but open to helping with other things if you don't see a project on there that fits your needs, just ask. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do VIP weeks for Asana Systems where I come in and we are like besties for the week and you download absolutely everything from your CEO brain about your business. And while you're chatting, I build you a system and train you. I train your team members. We leave you with a whole 
strategy for the next four quarters of your business and make sure that only needle moving things made it onto your CEO calendar. So if you are a drink from the fire hose person and you want to be together around the clock for a whole week, gosh, we can get a lot done. Um, I only have limited capacity in that service and my spots tend to fill up really fast. So I also have a DIY course that you can grab right now and still have my signature system and you can build Asana yourself. Mm -hmm. So I have options for two people. Sometimes someone wants a VIP week and I say, I don't have one for a little bit. And they're like, yeah, my systems are on fire right now. Right. So I really tried um, last year to make sure I had ways that I could support people at multiple price points. And if your learning style is that you want to roll up your sleeves and deep dive for a week and get it all done, we can do that. And if your learning style is like every Friday, I want to add one more tiny thing and learn how to use it and then chip away at this over the year. I love that for you too. Yes. And so cold coffee friends, your big takeaway here is we would love to have you popping into our DMs, letting us know what system you're using, what system you think you would like to be using. And we can definitely help you through that. So you can have a more peaceful and organized 2024. Cheers to a great year. Awesome. All right, cold coffee friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you're loving getting schooled in socials, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Also, I would love it if you left a review so that other teacher authors like you can start getting schooled in socials too. All right, I'll see you in the next episode.